What is good, everybody? Welcome back into Form Whipping in Ticket Hitting, Episode 9. This week we went a little different. We got Exercise Rider, Helps Around the Track, Mr. Casey Maddox. I think you guys will enjoy this one. He's quite the character. He's a fun time. We talk a little horse racing, his rodeo days, and then just kind of whatever the heck popped in our heads. So, no, I think you'll get a lot of entertainment out of this one. And as usual, we will attack that Saturday Fauna Park racing card if you're ready. Let's grab them forms, saddle on up, and let's cash them tickets. Welcome back in. Joined today by Mr. Casey Maddox. He's an exercise rider out here, tractor runner, man of many talents, hobbies. You need something done. I mean, the man can do about anything from what I know. Casey, welcome in, man. Appreciate you doing this. Hey, thanks for having me. Glad to get you in. I mean, let's just kind of talk. That's when we started this deal. I said I wanted to get every face around here that helps Fauna run on here. So far, we've done a lot of trainers, some jockeys. Last week, we expanded to a jockey agent, and I've said from the get-go, I want to get everybody on there. You are an exercise rider in the morning. Mm-hmm. Your job's just as important, if not as important, as anybody else's out here because it's guys like you that are out here cracking on, getting on umpteen amount of horses in the morning for guys, getting them loosened up, seeing how they're feeling. Yeah. Let's yeah. talk about that a little bit. Like you said, if I get up, yeah, hell, it takes take somebody on one to tell you what they feel like or hurting, not sore, get them going around the track. No, for sure. I mean, I know you exercise for Grady. You kind of exercise for anybody that calls you, right? Yeah, I, I freelance a lot. I've tried some some salary gigs, but they don't they don't really seem to work out for me. <laughs> I met you just kind of this early this winter in Grady's deal, and heck, you've been there every morning that I know. Of, so I, I vouch for you. You're, you're a hell of a good guy. You're a good time. Let's. Uh, I mean, how'd you get into the exercise deal? Uh, it was a, it was an accident, really. I was breaking a bunch of colts out in uh, southeastern Colorado Cutting Horse Ranch, and that actually turned out to be my ex-wife. Now we was dating at the time. There she had a town job. Shannon Rustin walked in and asked her if she wanted to try ponying some racehorses. Well, she took me with her, and they gave me a job galloping and uh, gave her a job ponying. And that was, the hell, that was March 2017. It was short-lived then. And, you know, life went on. Hell, we uh, got together, had a baby, split up. And then I was like, what am I going to do now? <laughs> so I tried the pipeline, and then I was like, yeah, now the hell with that. I'm going to go back to riding some racehorses because, you know, it's the next best thing rodeo. Right, and that's, I've known that. People that don't know, I mean, you were pretty successful. You were a saddle bronc rider, correct? Uh, I rode all three of them for a while, but yeah, I, I like the saddle bronc riding the best. Saddle broncs, your tops. You come from Texas, correct? correct? Give us a little bit about your background growing up and stuff. Uh, You know, not much to it. Country, cowboy, you know, grew up breaking colts, dragging calves. Yeah, small town, real small town. We got blinking red light in the center of town sometimes it's even more than i got i grew up in a town of about 180 here called bolus and that's i always tell people we got a bank we got a bar and we got a sandbox we're out on the river there and yeah no <laughs> I, I know what you mean there's a lot of us around here just that way and so you're up here exercising you do that i mean pretty well every morning seven days a week you also do tractor driving heroin raking anything that's done i mean as far as kind of race day track maintenance correct right right yeah uh last year whenever um Marvin Johnson moved off to Indiana. I was, went back to freelancing around here. Well, got on one that broke my collarbone. And so I was laying around not doing nothing. Kylie asked if I could drive a tractor. Well, coming from home, I, you know, half my family's custom harvesters. He put me on a tractor with a broke collarbone. And then, uh, yeah, I came back this year and I offered it to me again. 
Heck yeah, nothing wrong with that. I mean, that's that's how his joke. My father-in-law comes up, and he's from down at Seward, and he always jokes, when Lincoln Racing opens up, he's got to try and get that job because that ain't, that ain't too bad. No, no. Hell, the the wind and, and the cold, you get to sit in the cab, radio, wave at people when you drive by. My little man always waves at you every time. You're, you're busy, obviously, following it on. But, hey, it's Casey, Dad. I said, yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, uh, yeah, I got a hard time actually waving at people because I'm looking, you know, watching my mirrors. And it looks like I'm looking directly at the crowd, and I can feel them hating me because I'm just driving by blankly staring into it. I got to wear my sunglasses. <laughs> you know, I just maybe throw a little wave out there occasionally. Yeah, maybe just we could rig you up kind of an automated fake arm to just wave or something. Like a hologram. Yeah, you know, holograph. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, that's funny. <laughs> that's yeah, no, that's exactly right. You gotta, because I mean, you gotta watch your speed so that heroin ain't bouncing. Because otherwise, backside guys will be yelling at you, riders will be yelling at you. You gotta keep that consistent speed, keep that thing worked right. So no, exactly. So what I'm getting at here is, if your kid waves at anybody driving tractors and they don't wave back, it's don't take it personal. The guy's doing his job. Yeah, yeah. Please, you know, don't hate us for you know <laughs> not paying attention. <laughs> no, exactly. Uh, so I mean, on the exercise deal, like you talk, you come back, you give them feedback. What I mean, what's the main things you're looking for in the morning or feeling? I mean, is it a lot more feel? Do you, I mean, you obviously, got to listen to their breathing and stuff. Are you so attuned now that you can hear them small differences on them horses you've been on a lot? I can sure enough feel one. You know, a lot better than I can listen to them because a lot of them, have, you know, they got they got little breathing issues anyway from just from being in Nebraska and South Dakota. They I mean their lungs ain't just great, but no, being feeling one. You know, you feel one in the back or feel one in the foot or shoulder. You know, if one's neck is sore, you know, and being on the same horses consistently, you know how they go. And so if anything's different one day particular, if they ain't coming off just a week of laying out, you know, something's wrong if they ain't feeling good bucking, you know, they can tell when they're pissed off or hurt. Right. No, and, that, and that's why I bring that up because, I mean, you're, you're a great tool for that. When you're consistently on a horse galloping for guys – some of them trainers get on their horses yet some some don't but them ones i mean for you to be on that thing consistently even just a small little missing its track a little different or just so i mean you can relay that to that trainer right away that's a huge asset yeah a lot of them you know they that's that they rely on that because a bunch of them stay back at the barn to do what they need to do get ready for sending the next one out and and you know and sometimes i feel like i'm nitpicking but stuff that needs to be needs to be brought up or 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 held sometimes they won't even tell me nothing and ask me hey you know what would you think about it you know and see if i can come up with the same thing that you know jock did the day before or a few days before when they worked them see if see if i'm paying attention or if the horse is just goofing off or that's a huge asset for you to be able to do that and i know it's I mean, it can be the tiniest thing, and you said you could be a little nitpicky. I mean, if I was a trainer back there, I'd want you that way. Even if it's, oh, he did this, you know what I mean? That small minor change that you felt from day to day on that horse could lead to something bigger that needs treated and looked at. And, yeah, I'd rather have you be nitpicky than laid back and, ah, heck, he just took a, <laughs> took a little misstep. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, and, but, but, I mean, I have had trainers go, you know, well, maybe you just need to go back to sleep until you wake up on the side of the bed where, you you know, <laughs> all my horses are feeling good. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's just, you know, trainers are different, every one of them. You know, you can't read everybody's mind or make everybody happy. You just, I just do my job. Yeah, exactly. Show up, do your job, relay the message. They take it how they want it. And, hey, at least at the end of the day, you can go to bed knowing you told them everything. And if something goes wrong with that horse and you forewarn him, I mean. Yeah, we're lucky if I show up, though. <laughs> <laughs> they know where I live. That's right. That's right. Well, let's talk a little bit about your rodeo days. I mean, I know a lot of our guys on here like, like that rodeo talk. I mean, 
mostly that Texas circuit, or did you get out a little more on the national scene kind of deal? Or oh yeah, I mean, I tried starting off in Texas on a permit, and it wasn't. Uh, that's not a good circuit to start on. It's the hardest circuit in uh, in the PRCA to compete in. And so whenever I, I failed miserably at that. I ended up moving to uh, New Jersey and Pennsylvania and uh, hit around the, the first frontier circuit for a couple years. Hell, I made the circuit finals on my permit, filled it twice. They actually called me and told me I wasn't eligible to fill it anymore. I need to go ahead and put on my big boy panties and you know, get a card. And so I did in um, my rookie year is whenever I took off and just went for it. And uh, I wasn't trying for the NFR or anything like that. I just wanted to be successful. If I, I figured, hell, if I broke even at the end of the year, it was like a free vacation. I ended up meeting uh, Cody Demoss in Odessa, Texas, and meeting up with him again in Denver on accident. The hell, I ended up jumping in with him. Yeah, we spent a couple months in a Capri camper together. That'd be the Mr. Famous Cody D. Moss, the handlebar mustache, the sawed-off stogie. Tell the old smokeless tobacco guy mad at him. I love that look. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I actually seen him in a coyote uh, with, with a tail and all, like a, like a raccoon skin cap, but it was made out of a coyote. <laughs> it was pretty comical. So his wild look on TV is no, not for show, folks. That that's Mr. Demos himself. That's funny. Yeah, that's that's 100. You know, hot sauce. Hot sauce, Demos. That's right. Anything else? I got to ride Billy Ett by our saddle for a while. The legend himself. Yeah, the one. Yeah, I got to ride his Salisbury. Yeah, I, I even got a picture in it. How'd you pull that one off? I was in Sydney, Iowa, and uh, either I think it was Taos or, or Wade just had it with them. They said, "Here, try this one out." You know. So I swapped boards right there in the, in the parking lot and got on one. I liked it that night. <laughs> <laughs> Scored some points, did we? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ended up um, riding with it for a few weeks and finally Bugs Bunny, um, a horse there in uh, Centennial Butte, North Dakota. He won, jumped me, and I, I blamed it on the saddle. Had to be the saddle. Definitely a saddle. Absolutely. Ran out of the magic. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I told him he didn't have all the buck-offs out of it, and I need to return it. That's right. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Now, speaking of the exercise deal, are you one that'll hop on them two-year-olds, three-year-olds? Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, if, if the you know if the price is right sometimes, yeah, sure enough. But as I just asked, because, I mean, you used to saddle bronc, or you used to do all the riding. We've talked on the side, me and some other guys, just, you know what I mean? When you buy them two, three-year-olds, you're buying a lottery ticket. You don't know how they are. Are claiming horses out here, them horses know their jobs, even in the mornings most. There's, yes, there's still some that'll get out there and snore a little and do their thing but for the most part so that's i was curious because you've had collarbone injuries multiple other injuries from rodeo and it's just part of it so that's i was just curious like i said price is right you'll hop on anything right right yeah and i mean i've started colts on the track and and uh got on a bunch of babies and and sent them around the track and got a bunch of them going but there's just there's this um you know there's this conflict i have about other people riding them and messing them up especially after i've you know got one going half decent and then I go and do something. It's, it's my fault for walking off from them. But, you know, some folks just, just don't do them any justice. And I, I almost won't get back on them after that. No, I, I get that too. Breaking Like breaking our show calves and stuff. We, we got our way. That's worked. Yeah, maybe it's not the most fishing everybody does. But once once you get them in that, that cycle, that routine, and somebody else gets on it and they're having issues, well, you switch this up, you switch that up. And mm-hmm. just, yeah, no, for sure. Or just not even just, or just not even doing it. Right, <laughs> right, exactly, exactly. Yeah. At the end of the day, like we said, this is a 24-hour, well, not 24-hour, but seven days a week deal, and I mean, it. at the end of the day, it just comes with driving. Yeah, yeah, no, it's it's sometimes it's 24 hours. At, at night, I catch loose ones, too. <laughs> You're on loose, dude. Did you get all them possums, too, or? I, um, no, 
No, I didn't, but I know of two that have been captured and, um, you know, dealt with. Come out to the barn, and I walk into Grady's barn, and there's Kylie with the pitchfork and another guy at the rake. I said, what, <laughs> what in the world is going on? Possums. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I stopped. I, hell, I come by and rode for him that day. He sent everything to the track because it's supposed to be bad that next day. <laughs> yeah, I, I, walk, I didn't even see him when I walked up. I seen him whenever I was leaving. Cute little critter. Yeah, they're beautiful. <laughs> uh, do they sleep hanging upside down with their tails? I don't know if that's a myth. I, I, I've never seen one sleep. I mean, I've seen one sleep. <laughs> I mean, I've seen one fake sleeping, you know, play possum. They just fall over like one of them fainting goats. Right, exactly. So I don't know if that hanging from the tree deal like a monkey's true or not, I, or a sloth. I don't know if it's true or not. I mean, I like a sloth. That's usually how I move most mornings. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really, I'm really struggling with, with the beeping stuff because I know you're going to have to beep a bunch of it out, but I've been pretty conscious about it. You've been good. You've been good. I'll, I'll trying chop. to act like I was in church. That's know. right. I'll chop it up. Don't worry. Don't worry. Screwed and chopped. Like Paul Wall. That's right. <laughs> Shout out, Houston. Yeah, A-Town. <laughs> Just quick, too. So you've been up here how many years now? This will be my third consecutive year. Third consecutive year. Where do you, where do you take off to once this meets over? In the past has been uh, Aurora. Be Arapahoe Park. Well, no, last year I went up there to Miles City, Montana, and, and went to the races up there, which was during the world-famous bucking horse sale. Silly me, with a broke collarbone, got on one after three years of sitting. That was exciting. That's the story you're telling me. First, So the first time I met Casey, he's, I love Casey. He's hilarious. Mohawk. He's just a dude. He cracks me up. He's a great guy to be around. And he was talking these stories about just the riding days and Trevor and them were like, yeah, no, he was good. And I'm like, yeah, I mean, I believe that. And then right away, the first thing he throws out, last horse he was on, he was in his shorts, broken collarbone. The guy's got tattoos. And he said he's walking the shoot line and the guys are, you gonna let me get on one? And they're like, get the hell out of here, dude. And then, then I'm believing this part of the story. Then he goes, yeah, then Cody Demoss, Wade Sundell walked up. Hey, Casey. And I'm like, this guy feed me full of beans now and <laughs> no man the guy wouldn't kid no that's yeah. funny yeah they they looked at me awful awful stupid whenever uh, yeah because i was wearing my swim shorts and i mean hell i just woke up from the party in the night before and i'm kind of staggering around i don't even think i had a ball cap on i mean i had just shaggy hair and bermuda shorts and a t- cut off tank top and stuff and looking real spiffy I was walking around there, and I said, "Hey, uh, I, I'd like I'd like to ride one of these bucking horses, you know." They, said, yeah, all right then, get out of here. <laughs> but I seen some of them wolves around there, and you know, they, you know, we all got cutting up a little bit, and they, you know, they ended up letting me get on one. I spurred over my rein and hacked at her just just enough to uh, hurt the next day. I believe their quote: "Once you hit the ground and you got up and you groaned." And I, what did they tell you? We got twenty five more you can hop on. Yeah, they said they had a, a Bermuda left. If I wanted to stick around, and get on some more i said oh no i, th- I think a one a day would be good for me <laughs> quickly remembered why i don't do this <laughs> yeah quickly remembered yeah the three years i hadn't been on one. <laughs> oh no oh man well shoot no man this this has been a fun one like i said we kind of last minute suckered you into this i appreciate you doing it i enjoy the heck out of it you're a good dude I don't, regardless what you say about yourself yeah i had fun thanks for having me hey anytime man anytime appreciate you Welcome back in. Hope you enjoyed that conversation. A little different twist there. Hope you enjoyed that as much as we did. Let's jump into our Saturday card. As usual, Keith's going to attack this early pick five. Starting with race number one, we are going six furlongs for state bred fillies going for 35000 Keith, how are you starting this ticket, buddy? Uh, we're going to start three deep here. 
We're going to have to go with the one horse, Be Mary. Just an exercise race out for her last time. She ran a distant second and a four for long race, which really isn't her preference. She gets to stretch out to six here. Bethke kind of had the option to ride two horses. He chose this one. Should be coming off the pace, catch speed down the stretch. I like the one, Be Mary. Five, Miss Addison K. Looked much better last race after the slow start in her first race. Nearly won that last one if it wasn't for Yaya's big, deep close at the end there. So she should be right there at the end again. So I think she'll be their early speed. And then I have the two, lots of shade. This is Rivera's other horse that he trains along with the one horse. Uh, he won nicely last time out, but he wasn't contested on the front end. I think he'll get a little challenge up front with Miss Addison K this time. But if he gets it alone again, he could repeat. So going three deep, one, two, and five. That's I like the five a lot, probably just based on, I mean, let's touch on that quick. Probably the most impressive race I've seen at Fauner in a long time, what Yaya did in that race. Bragging on my trainer again, but someone did something they weren't supposed to in there, grabbed his tail, he sat there. Jumped like a Mustang, was gave the field, I mean, 15, 20 legs, just come screaming. And back to that, why I like Miss Addison K so much in here, that was against the boys. She's jumping back in against the Phillies, her third off. I could almost single her. I agree with the points you make for the one and the two, but that's where I land there is Miss Addison K. Andrew, who do you got in here, bud? Yeah, this race really is all going to come down to what Brasino does out of the gate. Um, you know Miss Addison K is going to the front. Is Brasino going to get out and send lots of shade? If so, I think it sets up for the one be merry, like Keith said. Rivera, 26% right now. And look at Bethke. Bethke is uh, 7% this year at Fauner, but when he rides for Rivera, he's 36% with an ROI of $3.57. So I like the one horse, Be Mary. A race I probably won't be betting, only five horses, but that's what I see could happen in there. Perfect. I do have one question, and no one probably knows the answer here. Why do these state breads have a claiming price of 35000 Do you know the answer to that? I don't know the true answer, but the more I think about it, I would say a lot of it's got to do with just the fact that there's not that many of them. So you kind of want to protect them for your guys that are breeding them and training them would be my thought. You know what I mean? Because if, if you're going to be serious and buy one, they're going to make you pay for it just because it's such a limited pool. Don't hold me to that. I really don't know the true answer. That's just what popped in my head. I should ask someone. I do not know. Yeah, I don't know. I would like to like to get that answer. For sure. That's something we'll uh, hopefully we can get the big dogs on, on here sometime and we'll uh, definitely put that in or put that question on here to get an answer. Because, no, I've, I've also, because, yeah, otherwise our top claiming price is usually 10,000 claimers, otherwise fives, 35s, 25s, and then you throw in 35,000 on state breads. So, no, it's a good question for sure. I do not have the answer. Leg two, race two. Are you going six again for Phillies? 5,000 beginning claimers. Where are you at in here? I'm going to go four deep here. I like the one Neon Dreams. It's going to be your fourth start of the year. Just feel like a win's going to come here. Just missed the last two times out. Close second place finishes. Hot pace would be nice here. Looks like there could be a few speedsters. I think she'll finally get it done. Like the five stern. First year of the race was nice. Get on gate to wire. Second off the layoff. I can see the horse getting better. Martinez barn. So I like the five. I do like the long shot a little bit. I like the four, Mitch's pin. He was running poorly down at Delta before he came to Fauner. First race here wasn't great, but then he jumped into an allowance, seemed to maybe figure something out. Started poorly, but then he had a good finish to get up for third. He's going to be dropping back to the claiming level. Hibden's barn's been great all year, so I kind of like that four. And then I got like I took the six, Wicked Flashback. Ships up from Delta and Houston for the first time. 
Lemberg does well with horses. First off the claim, wins 26% of the time. The horse should be competitive. So I like four horses, one, four, five, and six. There's how Keith's angled in here. Andrew, you got any additions? Keith touched on all the horses that I would use. I don't have anything nice to say about the six. So, yeah, we'll just move on. No, I do not. Leg three, race three. We are going four furlongs, 2,500 claimers. Keith, where'd you land in here? I'm going to go three deep here. I really like the seven, Dazzling Mischief. Um, he comes in to make his funner debut on a nice long layoff. Showed some good speed last spring coming off the same t- kind of layoff. If he does that here, I think he'll have a good shot to win against the 2,500 claim level. I'm also going to go with the six, Contraband. First race out a few weeks ago, pretty solid. Showed speed throughout despite finishing six. Only lost by a couple. Drops down to this level from a bigger claiming level, so I think he'll be close at the end. And then I also like the five, Star Word. Had a decent exercise race in his first time off the layoff. Died off going six for long. Since then, he's had a bullet workout on his work tab, and he shortens the distance to four. So I think you'll see better results out of that one. So I'm going three deep, five, six, and seven here. Exact three horses I have wrote down in my notes as well. Andrew, any arguments anywhere else? Or five, six, seven, and move on. I'm not going to give an argument for a horse. I'm going to give you an argument as to why I would not use a horse. Um, The seven horse, Dazzling Mischief. Without getting into too much details, I don't like taking a horse off of Austin Gustafson. Just something I don't I don't like to play. Another thing is Prairie's going to be starting up here in, what, three, four weeks, I believe. We have an Iowa bred that was running last couple races in the allowance, optional claimer. And now the Martinez are willing to give up the horse for 2500 even though we know they go to Prairie and run their stock. I don't know. It just seems kind of fishy to me with Prairie starting up here pretty soon. So just a couple of reasons why I would not use the seven horse. Race four, we are going six furlongs, 5,000 beginning claimers. Who are we taking here? Could you hit the all button here, but I'm going four deep. I'm going with the one, woke up wild. He just missed in a four for long sprint his last time out. Not a ton of speed in this race. I'm going to go with one of the, one of the only ones that's been showing it lately. Uh, he could sit nicely on the front end alone. Armando on board. You got to like his chances of him finishing across the line first. So I'm going to go with that one, woke up wild. I like the six, 50 shades of purple. Ships up from Texas, ran a fauner for the first time. Had some solid turf showings down there. He's also had some good showings on dirt, too, so he can do both. I don't think conditioning's an issue. It's going to be dropping in class here, so I think he'll be pretty dangerous. I do like the two back chatter. He's gotten better every race so far this year. Now going the fourth time, he's going to be going back to the six for long distance. He gained in the last couple in the four for long trips, but he seems to need more distance than he gets to here. McNeil should have him coming late as long as he can afford the wide trips. And then I also like the four, Breaking Daylight. Toe Hill gets on for the third time. He just missed catching the winner last time out. Only lost by neck. Had a couple wide trips his last two races. So I don't think he gets a clean race here. He's got a good shot. So I'm going to go with the one, two, four, and six. Andrew, you got anybody else in there? No, those are, I mean, I really like the six horse, 50 Shades of Purple. Reasons that Keith touched on. So I'm good with those horses. Race five, final leg of this early pick five. We are going four furlongs again. Beginning claimers of 5000 for Phillies. How are we getting paid? Tough sequence to try to find a single, but I'm going to do the single in here. I'm going to go with the six, Lucky Every Day. Kevin Roman gets back on board to ride this one for Izzy. Last out, she had a bad trip and ended up way too wide to even make an attempt on the stretch. I think the connections are coming back. I think she gets in the winner's circle here. So that's going to be my single, the six. Keys getting paid by singling the six. Andrew, you got any others in here to make an argument for if you want to go a little deeper? What are you thinking? Yeah, a couple others that I could possibly see the one horse Tom's Maximilian show that early speed and keep going here going four furlongs 
just like she did last time out. Even two back, she won from just slightly off the pace, ended up winning by four. Stays at the 5,000 claiming rank, so the one horse could be dangerous in here. Another one, the seven, Aerosphere. Dean Bliss not having a great meet. Thought the horse can show speed. Cutting back to four furlongs. Another one that you could possibly use in the eight, Untethered Soul. Mark Hidden winning at 35%. Tough to leave him out. So just a few horses there that could also get it done. But I do like key six horse as well. Yeah, that's the way I did it too. Was looked at the 178 for the other one. Six, my top choice as well. Got to make a stand somewhere. Just else do it there. Keith, go ahead and run through your early pick five for us, would you? Uh, race one, we're going to go with the one, two, and five. Race two, one, five, four, and six. Race three, five, six, and seven. Race four. One, two, four, and six. And race five, we're single in the six for a $72 ticket. Perfect. There's Keith's early five, $72 ticket. We will touch on race six quick. We got a stout field of Phillies allowance again. First alternates back in here. I mean, a lot of big names. Andrew, like anybody in here you want to talk about quick? Yeah, I mean, first alternate, of course, is going to be tough. We've mentioned her a few times already as she's ran twice she just loves to win races can definitely go to the front and win she can sit off the pace and close going six today i would look for her to possibly go to the front today i just don't see a whole lot of speed in here so she'll i think she'll definitely be close or maybe sit right behind the three laurianne another horse in here the four blinkers for Martinez's. So they claimed her off of Gustafson at Prairie Meadows for 30000 it looks like, back in September. And then they thought enough of her to run her in a $300,000 stakes race at Churchill. Ran against Bells the One and Frank's Rocket. if you paid attention to the national scene, a couple of fillies that names you'll recognize. So they thought enough of her to stick her in there. She ran fifth, only beat nine, wasn't totally disgraced, but then shows up here at Fauner for 11000 Maybe they're just getting ready, ready for for tougher horses at Prairie or send her back to Kentucky. I don't know, but she touches any of those numbers she's ran in the past. She's gonna she's gonna win this race easy. So I don't know though. How good is she right now? Tough to say. No, I agree that that, that four raises your eyebrows. I mean, like like you mentioned them Phillies that she ran against for three hundred thousand. I mean, they obviously thought a lot of her ran fifth by a nine. I mean, that's a good effort. I'm sure she got paid pretty good purse just for running fifth against those. Yeah, it makes you wonder if they're just bringing her here, like you said, getting kind of some works in and get some competition for Prairie or to head back to Churchill or what their plan is there. But if she comes back to her form and her pedigree, she should blow the doors off of these. But you got a horse like first alternate that loves to win. It loves Fawner Park. It's always intriguing to me when them horses that come from your Oaklands, your Churchills, your Prairies, how they do on the bull ring. So it'll be interesting to see how she handles that. But definitely one to uh, keep an open look at. Keith, you got any others to mention in here? Yeah, I love that. I love the blinkers. I love first alternate, but I could see a case for the six horse a little bit, maybe just barely won that bold accent stakes a few weeks ago. Just going to be going back to a six for long distance, and I think he likes that more. So I think I could see that six maybe winning. Nope, I wrote that one down too. And another intriguing one. I, it's hard to get a read on her. She she was up here two for two, won both of them pretty handily. But Lemons is gone, is back in Dave Anderson's barn. Went down to Houston for a couple. Didn't show as much down there. But man, when she was up here, I remember when she broke that maiden, comes back, just romps in the Pepsi. It's intriguing to see what she's going to do that she's back. I don't know how long she's been back in Dave's barn because she ran a workout on the 25th of March in Houston. But also just another intriguing one that she might float up in price. 
that could run big. I mean, it's hard to say. It, it's an intriguing race, this one, is it? It might be as chalky as we said. Either Blinkers romps them or First Alternate does their thing, and they're going to be low prices, or someone in like that we haven't talked about just shows up and gets her done. So, intriguing race there in the sixth. Time to jump into Andrew's late pick four. Start this one off. Going six furlongs, 10,000 maiden claimers. Andrew, how are you kicking this off? Man, a tough race to start with. Maiden claimers, a lot of them. They've, it seems like they either have ran two or three races or they're 0 for a million. But um, we'll start going going three deep in here. We'll start with the two-horse Deacon Beacon. Jake jumps on for Joe Hawley, who very slow starts to the meet for Joe, 0 for 23. But I could see the two-horse here going to the front and just not looking back. First career start, laid a length or two off and just kind of faltered in the stretch, but probably needed that one. And like I said, I could see him going to the front and not looking back and wiring at a decent price. Next, we'll go with the three, driving my life away for the Bethke combo. One career start as a two-year-old at Canterbury on the turf and just never really lifted his legs much at all that day. But he's got four steady works and the last one being a bullet work on 36-2 for three furlongs. So I just, what I see from that is a horse that is ready to go and it's going to be i would say double digit odds so let's throw the three in there then we'll also use the nine unsolved for izzy and roman the same old same old we talk about every week they just keep winning races here at fauner three starts at delta definitely is in shape i went to the front last time and faltered in the stretch but i could see him just keep going on saturday two three and nine to start the pick four Keith, you got any others in here in the seventh kickoff that late four? I kind of like the one a little bit, Carioca. In a race like this where I don't really like many horses, I tend to just go with who's been hot. I think Armando's might have a good shot on this horse. Dropping from the main special weights, going back to climbers, I could see maybe a case for the one. And then Andrew thinks I'm crazy, but I kind of like the six a little bit. Run for Maddie. Big time trouble his last time out bump break went four wide he did have some a lot better races last year so i mean if he kind of shows some of that from last year i think he might have a shot at shot at this one so one of the six leg two race eight going six furlong start allowance for 3500 where'd you go in here bud yeah we're gonna go uh four deep here start with the ones and how i see this is so Ekfi has two horses, the one Wrath, the one A Southern Mojo. And what I see, he's going to just send this one, and he's going to make sure if anyone's going to win on the front end, it's going to be just the one Wrath. He's going to go as fast and hard as can early because the one A Southern Mojo will sit off and come closing. So what I see is it's either going to be the one Wrath or it's going to be a closer. So we'll use the ones, and then we'll use three closers, the four catalog for the Martinez, two for two at Fawner. This meet won both of them off the pace. Eight horse, gotta love Ike. Izzy and Roman again also will be coming off the pace. Two for three at Fodder this meet. The one loss was optional claimers where he just got second to Hayden's Havoc, who is a speedball that, I mean, wired that day easily. Then one I like at a price is the seven, Matriculate. Less road. He's only had four starters this year. Matriculate had one out, 2,500 claimers. I can see John Jude, though, sitting back and making a move late. It looks like the first out, he just made a move too early. Matriculate died in the stretch. If he could just harness that back a little bit and make that move in the stretch, I think Matriculate can make some noise at a decent price. Uh, I think he'll be about 20 to 1. Those where we'll sit there, 1, 4, 7, 8 in leg 2. That's where Andrew landed. Keith, got any others? Uh, ones are going to be tough, but I, I just I like the 8. Got a little like. So, 1's and the 8. That's all I got. The featured race of the weekend, we have the Philly Stakes, the Pepsi for 15,000 going 6 furlongs. Andrew, is this as easy as the number two horse born in here? I really think it is. Again, I'm going to hit on it again. 
Izzy and Roman. Horse just crushed at Delta in its maiden, won by 10 lengths. Then came to Fodder, crushed again in an allowance race. Good breeding, Cairo Prince. I know Derek, you used to love Cairo Prince. Candy ride on the bottom. And I'm not a guy that looks at times of horses. It's just not part of my handicapping. But I just kind of noticed in this race, Born, she won her final race in 114 and 3. I think the main competition here is going to be the 4 and the 5. And the 4 won its race in 116 and 1. Um, American Reality, the 5 won her race in 115 and 3. I think Born's just, you know, a full second faster, full second or more faster. I think she just. I think she cruises in the Pepsi. I really do think it's that easy. Maybe Keith feels different, but let's see. No, it's obviously the way I said. If it's as easy as born, that's where I'm at as well. Keith, you got anybody else in the Pepsi this year? I put that two on top. I don't think it gets beat. Then I would probably maybe throw in the four, five, and the seven and eights underneath. Maybe try to hit a good exact or a try or something. That's it, though. Yep, nope, I also had the 4-5 underneath, but I, I think for the winner, we're all in agreement here. The two just looks much the best. Jumping into our final leg, leg four, race 10, Saturday night capper. We have a Philly optional claimer for 10000 going six furlongs. Andrew, how are we cashing that ticket, man? Yeah, we'll go three deep in here, and we'll start with three. Um, Izzy and Roman again. Brandon the bold accent, uh, which was obviously four furlongs. Stretching out to six today and looks to be, I think, the true, the only true speed in here. So I think Roman will send the three. If the three gets short in the lane like she has done in the past, we'll use a couple others. The six, Brucasa for the Martinez, will be coming late. Ran at Remington, one race at Delta, where they claimed off of Broberg, which I've said in the past I don't, I don't like, but this horse might just might just be better than the rest of them we'll also throw in the seven long monday for skylar condon till hill gets up the drf numbers are just just higher than everyone else in this group so that's why i threw her in there i think she could close late and the three falters get it done so we'll be three six and seven there eighteen dollar ticket three six seven to finish out how andrew's cashing that ticket i also looked at the eight won the allowance last but is technically moving up in class jake hops off but you get adrian so not a terrible jack change hoffman's been heating up a little bit one glance if you want to go deeper but my top three are the exact same top three as andrew's so no arguments on my end keith Anybody for you? I don't have any arguments with those. I, there's one more horse that I would probably use. I'd go with the four French Rose. It, he struggled his first race out on the layoff, no question, but he was lightly raced last year. He ran in, ran races at Oakland and before he ran at Churchill and Keeneland. So David Anderson's barn, he got Dakota Wood up. I think there might be some trouble with that four. Nothing wrong with that. Andrew, run through that late four one more time for our wonderful listeners, please. Yeah, so we'll start off with a two, three, nine. Then we'll go with one, four, seven, eight, with two, with three, six, seven for an $18 play. There you have it, folks. There is our picks for this Saturday card. Gentlemen, anything from last week to discuss? We, we, we touched on Yaya's performance. I was at a wedding Saturday, so didn't really get to check out all the races. So Sunday looked like there was a lot of people out there. A lot of fun. I know my daughter had a blast. I don't have a whole lot else to hit on. Got three big derby prep races this week. You got the Arkansas Derby, Florida Derby, and then the, the Jeff Ruby at Turfway. So all three of those winners will automatically make the derby gate. So get your eyes on those. You might might see a horse you like to bet in the derby. But other than that, I don't got much else to hit on this week. Yeah, no, like you said, we talked yeah, yeah. Crowd Sunday was phenomenal. Again, wonderful job. Props to the guys upstairs. I got thrown on the damn fence for the camel, and I thought two of them were going to take me out there for a second. Thankfully, they did not. Wonderful derby preps this weekend. And 
it hit me after we got done last week. We didn't even touch on the Dubai World Cup last week. I know all three of us were up at 6.15 to watch the freaking first race, which is Arabians, for golly's sakes. Not much to pull from that card, honestly. Japan kicked our butt. Japan, Japan is doing big things. Started in the Breeders' Cup. They go over to Saudi and just dominate. They're getting in Dubai. Thankfully, the silver wig, I guess, kind of saved America's day by winning the last week. That's a whole other discussion regardless. But yeah, no. Keith, you got anything from last weekend? Uh, you know, I was I was out of town on that Saturday, too, so I didn't get to really sit down and enjoy the races. But I was watching from the phone. Yaya's was just the biggest standout for me. I didn't think he had a shot in heck after that start he had, so... That was really impressive. And then going into Sunday, I was out there Sunday. Really good crowd. I think it was great them having all those food trucks out there. It really probably helped helped the concession lines. But I uh, had some of those nachos from Cactus Jacks, and they were fantastic. So it was fun. It was a fun day. You know, that was a good addition, a good idea to have them food trucks out there. Like you said, you can't. I mean, it's hard to beat Cactus Jacks for sure. But no, that was all around good job. Props to the upstairs guys. Again, Congrats. And, and really, for as packed as it was, lines, it, it really wasn't that bad out there. You know what I mean? It wasn't it wasn't terrible at all out there. Yeah. I didn't have nothing to complain about. Oh, for sure. For sure. Oh, on the good news front, we got uh, the quarantine for all the barns except for Barn R was lifted today. So, yes. No, that is phenomenal news. Hopefully, we can get them guys going again. Build these fields back up. I'm, I'm glad the Friday card looked as good as it did. It's kind of early, early entry noms didn't look great and they got them filled up and honestly it looks like a good card hopefully they can do the same for sunday but no awesome awesome news quarantine's getting lifted let's get all these horses back out there be good for them guys on the backside and gals just to get the heck out of their barn and onto the real track and try and make some money again so which i did listen to uh listen to katulak he was on steve bick last week and he did say that the hbpa and then some local guys um boss man from jerry sheet metal donated i know there's people donating hay and stuff so at least community support as always with Fawner Park's been great for those guys. It still ain't the same as getting them out there and getting them racing, but at least, I mean, the community's got their back. The HBPA's got their back, so they weren't just kind of left out there on an island. But, no, it's going to be great to see them out there for sure. Well, gentlemen, sounds like we don't got a whole lot else. So make sure you hop on Twitter. As always, we are at TH. Andrew's handle's on there. Keith's handle's on there. My handle's on there. I don't tweet much. None of us really tweet much. But you can find Keith's fantastic picks on there. Make sure you find those. Whether you listen on Apple, Spotify, Anchor, whatever you listen to us on, make sure you rate, subscribe, leave us reviews, shoot us DMs, let us know what you want to hear, any changes, all that good stuff. We greatly appreciate your support. And until next time, let's cash them tickets, boys. Uh-oh. We ballin', ballin' on you dummies. Scared money don't make no money. Scared money don't make no money. Scared money don't make no money. We ballin', ballin' on you dummies. I'm so lit, sports center, gotta post my clips. One layup and they treat me like I'm Luka Doncic. Two six, yeah, we used to conflict. Tony brand new IG sneakers in the Louboutin kick.